1: Our program will explore the concepts and ideas behind Direct Connect Coaching by introducing guests who are using or are aligned with this program and have used the ideas to transform their lives. It is our sincere hope that you can use this inspiration to do the same. Now, here is Fee Mazanki.
2: And welcome, everyone, to our first ever remote broadcast here at the beautiful Tranquility Spa in St. Charles, Illinois. It's a great location. Wouldn't you guys agree? All right, yeah. Thanks. We've got our live audience here, which is so fun. And um, I do want to mention to all of you and to all of our listeners that it's a must to come and have a Tranquility Spa experience. So go ahead and check out relaxattranquility.com to make sure that you – look at some of the different modalities that are available here and uh, take a trip out here for a day so that you can experience the relaxation and peace that uh, so many of us in St. Charles really enjoy. So we're going to kick off like we normally do. Those of you who have listened to the show in the past, um, we kick off with each show with the boomerang effect. you guys know what the boomerang effect is, right? Yes. Yes. And the boomerang effect is what you put out in life is what you get back and so each week we start the show uh with the boomerang effect and um as I do coaching and as I talk on the radio or if I do speaking engagements, I always talk about the power of your words, the power of your intentions, and the power of prayer. And I wrote this one down. I, I actually had to copy it because it was so powerful and so significant that I'm going to actually read it to you because it happened last night to someone here in the audience and it was significant enough to help you to really frame in and understand the power of your words, your prayers, and your intentions. Yesterday I happened to read, uh, be reading in a book called E Squared by Pam Grout that everything that we do or say is a prayer and that you simply you can pray just by breathing. So everything that you do goes out, and it has significance. And if we take our prayers or intentions to a more conscious level and say that everything is a prayer, you can understand that your words and your thoughts hold a great deal of power, and then you can take that boomerang and use it in a way that is very empowering for you. So here's the example. And it it, it was crazy when I got the phone call this afternoon from... Chris, uh, who is here in the audience today, and what she's been doing, and Chris has been on the radio, uh, she was I, she, I interviewed her a few weeks back, and she's very, very strong with putting out very clear, powerful prayers for her family, and so this is exactly what she's been saying, and I want to tell you what happened to her last night, it was really quite profound, she said that her entire family is overflowing with explosive blessings. This has been something that she's been putting out there and, and asking for. The entire family has been, uh, it has been overflowing with explosive blessings. So last night at about midnight, her pool filter began exploding and spewing fireballs at her house. <laughs> she, had, she had the fire trucks and uh, the gas company. Um, in addition to that, her pond and her pool were close to overflowing due to the enormous amount of rain that we've had here in the Chicago area. So now Chris, realizing that every single word, every single thought that she puts out there is very powerful, she realized this, and she understood exactly where it was coming from, that she was asking for these explosive overflowing blessings, and literally got <laughs> explosive overflowing blessings. And so, what we always talk about, Chris and I have been friends for a number of years, and what we always talk about is qualifying those explosive overflowing blessings with under grace in a perfect way so that you don't have fireballs spewing out from your pool filter and your pond and your pool, and all of those things are not overflowing. Um, but there is a, lit- a very literal interpretation, literally, that the universe sometimes will offer to you. And so that's why, if you qualify it and you throw out a boomerang of exactly what you want, you can have explosive, overflowing blessings for your entire family. But you'll want to qualify it with under grace in a perfect way. That's the best way to do it. So, thank you for that incredibly profound uh, example, Chris, for our boomerang today. So now that we have covered our boomerang, it's time to introduce our very special guest, Isabel Andrews. And Isabel is an intuitive Reiki master, student of healing touch, who uses her natural gifts to assist her clients with a variety of issues, such as health, relationships, and work-life balance. Now, drawing upon her training, she takes a multifaceted approach to helping her clients achieve energetic balance, better clarity, and a deeper sense of calm. She is a firm believer in honoring each individual's journey to wellness and therefore, Works with each client to establish customized and mutual goals and methods for self care and learning in the interim of sessions. She embraces this work from a perspective of wonder and humility, and I would definitely agree with that. And she values the lifelong learning essential to the energy practice. So, welcome, Isabel. We're so thrilled to have you here.
3: Thank you, Fee. Thank you, everyone, for being here. And thank you again to Tranquility for having me and, and being such lovely hosts. Um, but it's my honor to talk about Reiki today.
2: So let's, let's start with Reiki and just talk about your Reiki practice here at Tranquility and give the audience an idea of what Reiki is and how it works for you.
3: Sure. Um, so I was very honored to be invited to practice here at Tranquility. They have such wonderful services, a variety of spa treatments that you can get here, and also integrative um, practitioners that are here. So I'm honored to be part of that. Reiki is a method for wellness It dates back to the early 1900s in Japan, and it's part of the complementary alternative method realm, I would say. It focuses on the fact that we're more than just the physical body, uh, that we're made up of energy, and that we have several different parts of our energy system. Um, When we go out into the waking world, uh, we have a variety of situations, experiences we have, and depending on what those experiences are, our energy or everything that is us can be compromised or affected in some way. Reiki is a technique that focuses on balancing that energy should we be in situations that might leave us unbalanced. Um, and it's just a wonderful technique for achieving all different levels of wellness. So it addresses mental wellness, emotional wellness, physical wellness, and also spiritual wellness.
2: Wonderful. And I can tell you from my own personal experience that I've had a Ricky treatment with Isabel and um, and we've had conversations about Reiki um, prior to my treatment and it was absolutely wonderful and I can attest to the fact that um, after it was actually after my mother passed away um, recently that I was feeling really kind of drained all the time and I just felt like I wasn't able to get enough sleep and one of the things that I decided to do was to call on Isabel here at Tranquility and say, "Hey, let's work through some of this." And so we did. And I can honestly tell you that after one session with Isabel, it was really an amazing turnaround for me. And um, and I'm ready to come back. By the way, oh, thank you. Yeah. It was my honor. Yeah. Now, um, Isabel, I know you've had some significant surgical challenges, um, and. What we would call close calls in your in your life, in your experience, and a slew of other health challenges. Can you describe those experiences and how they've kind of come to bring you to this point in your life, and how they've changed you?
3: Of course, um, it's one of those. One of my favorite phrases is "let go or be dragged." Um, <laughs> So um, important to know is that before I was into Reiki, this was not in, this was not something I envisioned myself doing at all. Um, but it was through a series of health crises, surgeries, close a uh, close call in particular with a C-section and and a lot of blood loss. Um, that I really came to Reiki, and I, I want to back up for a second and go to the actual experience without bringing you into that um, i wouldn 't want that to to be your experience, um, but when I was actually in one of the first surgeries, it was very, very evident to me going through a situation where I felt vulnerable um, to have practitioners that were so connected with me and I was talking earlier to one of the gentlemen in the audience and um, there was an anesthesiologist in the room during the C section where I had a lot of blood loss. And I remember this was, this was definitely a threshold moment for me. He grabbed my hand. I said something to the effect of, I just need to feel love right now. And I was feeling so vulnerable. And when he grabbed my hand, I could feel such energy and compassion and love coming through that practitioner that it really just, shifted something in me. Um, I doubt this man ever really knows this at all. He was a wonderful doctor, but I I wish I had taken the time to really thank him and tell him how profound that was in my life path. But I never forgot that moment. I felt such a deep sense of connection and love from something beyond him. Um, And after that time, I wandered a little bit. I suffered um, by having several surgeries. After that, I, I dealt with Uh, a lot of physical, mental, and emotional symptoms that can go along with surgery. And I actually had a doctor about two years into treatment after those times who said, you know, I think you should try Reiki. Nothing seems to be sticking. You come back in, you have the same symptoms. We're not really getting to the meat of it. And I said, oh, my gosh, Reiki, what are you thinking? I said, I'm not into any of that stuff. And I I was very closed off to it. I was not comfortable. But I listened to what she said, and I went to a practitioner who, quite frankly, blew my mind. Um, before even laying hands on me, she did her initial assessment, what we call an initial assessment in Reiki. And she said, oh my gosh, how much blood did you lose? Now I told her nothing about my symptoms. I, I really went in testing. I was very skeptical and I think people should be discerning in any treatment. And... She continued to work on me, give her assessment. She did some balancing. I could feel waves of energy pulsing over me. And again, bear in mind, this was not something I came in with knowledge of. I just said, okay, I'm going to go and and see what happens. And by the end of the treatment, I felt an energy and a warmth that I hadn't felt in a long, long time. I felt like me again. I felt a deeper sense of connection, relaxation. Um, My symptoms were mitigated greatly, especially with fatigue. And so I continued to come to her. I begged her to teach me. Um, She would not. She said, I don't even know. How would you teach this? She was very humble and modest. And so I sought out a man who um, was Japanese-American and um, looked into studying the Reiki method with him. And I did so for several years. I intended to uh, pursue it as a hobby, and I did so for a while. And before you knew it, friends and family started coming in, and it it just became a little awkward to have them in the home all the time. So... (laughs) So I um, went and then got a professional space and have been practicing since that time and I'm, I'm completely honored to do so so
2: and it, it definitely shows and your passion for Reiki shows and um, you know her, her, the passion that she holds a- in working with clients is, is really evident when you do work with her let's discuss some of the benefits of Reiki and and if there's a myriad of benefits um, to help a a person find support, balance, uh, abundance, any of the issues, the relationship types of issues. Let's talk a little bit about some of those benefits that you've seen with your clients.
3: Of course. So um, a Reiki treatment really addresses again, emotional health, mental health, physical health, spiritual health. So people will come in with a variety of issues. They tend to come in in groups. It's funny, the universe will always give you a lesson in some way, a lot of times through your clients, things that you should pay attention to as well. Um, so I've seen everything from relationship issues. Um, and that could be a couple that's perhaps not tolerating each other as well. Um, that could be a work relationship, something that doesn't feel quite right to the person. Um, also looking at physical symptoms like chronic pain, fatigue, depression, anxiety, um, autoimmune issues, surgical issues. Um, and then if you get into more of the emotional wellness, obviously you can get into a deeper connection with self. Depression and anxiety can come up as well or regulating emotions. That's something I see a lot of. Um, but ultimately, no matter what happens in a Reiki session, whatever symptoms you're trying to address, Reiki really focuses on the subtleness of giving you a deeper connection with yourself. And that's really important to note about Reiki. Reiki, um, the way it's worked is very different than in our conventional medical system, which it works really well in complement to. It doesn't necessarily focus on disease or symptoms. So as a practitioner, when you come in, we may talk about things to set metrics, goals that you'd like to achieve as far as symptoms you're experiencing, but Reiki is very much about starting at the foundation. What's the connection you have with something bigger than yourself, with the universe? Reiki actually means universal life force. So it's very much focused on making that connection with that universal life force so that you can have a deeper connection with yourself and something bigger than you. And therefore, those symptoms are mitigated. That's wonderful.
2: And we've only got a couple of minutes before break and I want to make sure that if you have questions for Isabel that we uh, have a chance to uh, address those questions with all of you in the audience as well. But one of the things that we were talking about specifically Isabel was uh, you were talking with my husband as we were setting up for the show today, and we were talking about asthma and mm-hmm. asthma symptoms and you had a great story about if we can tell it really quickly about um, about someone that you just started seeing
3: exactly I actually was um, i 've been working with a, a medical practitioner uh, for a little while now, about a year on and off, and um, there was a really gracious student of mine that referred him. She's a nurse, and had been, he had been struggling with asthma for quite some time and had been on Buterol and um, various medications. And so Reiki honors that. It, it honors whatever methods you're using to take care of Um, your symptoms, or what you're working through. Um, But it was really quite profound. He came in very skeptical, but this colleague has said, you know, I think you should try this. And And she was a practitioner and a student herself. And so it's been really fascinating to hear his reporting coming in and to also have him... Um, contact for consults and and things that he can integrate into his own practice so um, I've watched his symptoms over time and it's nice to see that he's reporting relief from them I believe and I I don't want to misstate but I believe for a time he was off some of the medications Um, so it's been really wonderful to see and to see his own journey about um, his discovery and looking into it further and also for his patients
2: Wonderful thank you and we're on our first break so we'll be right back Your world, motivate, change, succeed. Voice America
1: Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com.
2: Social media is important to your business, but you might not know how to do it right. Doing social media yourself can be a challenge. I have discovered a company that gets it done for you. They post seven times a week to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google+, and they can monitor reviews on over 45 sites at a price any business can afford. Get more information at GetSocialWithFee.com and get your free analysis to determine your company's social media effectiveness. Visit GetSocialWithFee, that's F-I dot and find out more today, because doing it wrong is worse than not doing it at all. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
1: Are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Zanke or her guest on the program today, please call one 346 9141 That's one 346 9141 Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment.
2: And we're back with our audience, and uh, we're talking about Reiki today with Isabel Andrews. And the audience is really eager to ask Isabel some questions, so I'm going to open it up to some questions from the audience. So, Gretchen, do you have a question really quick here? Yes, I was wondering, how does distance Reiki work when you haven't
3: met the person uh, or the individual or even the animal? Because I know sometimes animal -hmm. Reiki practices exist. Mm -hmm. So that's my question.
2: That's a great question. So, Isabel?
3: It is a great question. And a lot of people, it's interesting, um, distance Reiki isn't taught until you go to different levels of Reiki. So in Reiki 1, just so people know, it's it's a very basic foundation for Reiki. And then when you go into different certification levels like Reiki 2, distance comes up. And it's really quite a profound experience, especially with students. Um, I love to watch their work uh, with Reiki 2. Um, but to your point, I, I want to address also that there are many different types of Reiki as far as what you can um, who you can have Reiki with, so working with humans and animals. Um, but to the point about distance, um, distance is really based on the idea that energy, once it's connected, um, can communicate. So distance does not really have a, an effect on energy Okay, And there's some really great examples. I don't claim to be a quantum physicist, but a lot of practitioners will equate it to what they call spooky action um, in quantum, where if two molecules are connected at one point, they've actually shown in labs and are testing this more and more, that when those molecules are separated, that they can still communicate. So distance is really based on the concept of bringing the energy in of a molecule or a person or an energy. Um, and working on it. So most practitioners will go through deep meditation to bring that energy in. Um, For example, again, when I work with students, we'll do some deep meditation and exercises to bring the energy of that person or animal in, um, and then we will do an assessment. A lot of people come in skeptical to distance, but I say try it if you can. I have been amazed. Um, In fact, with students, what I'll do is we'll come up with a case study. I will write a piece of paper. I will seal an envelope, and I will say, this is your client for today. And we will actually sit there, and I will say, I'd like you to do your assessment after we bring the energy in. And then after they do their assessment and report, we do a big reveal. We open the envelope. And it's amazing to see because you know so many people will say did you make that up you know did I do it right they question their skills so What an amazing experience to see when they get those intuitive hits that just come through and they're right on about the energy. The way I'd like to equate distance is when you have that girlfriend you haven't talked to for five years and you're walking around the kitchen doing the dishes and you go, I've been thinking of her. What's going on? And the next minute you get the phone call, that's distance, okay? So distance is the idea that we're connected and these things happen and they're not coincidence.
2: And what a great validation for, you know, the Reiki to to do that with a class. It's such a great validation of their own intuitive abilities and their connections. Um, I just had a quick question, Isabel. How often do you recommend Reiki treatments for people?
3: You know, it varies by practitioner. I personally recommend a month out or longer. And the reason I do that is that um, in my experience or, or in my training, I should say, Um, The acute treatment for Reiki lasts about three days, but actually you can intention the treatment to last way far longer. Some people have claimed that Reiki lasts for approximately 27 days. But I believe that your system with intentionality um, is really balancing over time after the Reiki treatment. So the way I work with my clients is I say simply trust your gut. Really listen. Most people will report after the initial session they have a profound Um, intuitive understanding of, yes, I need to come in and get another treatment. And I'm also a big believer in in 360 work. So sometimes you might not go into another Reiki practitioner for a couple months or maybe even a year, but you might try another complementary alternative practice or you might go back to your conventional medicine doctor. There's no judgment. It's really about tapping into that self-awareness and trusting it.
2: Okay, and do we have some more questions from the audience? Yes, come on up, and we got to have you we're going to have you speak really directly right into the microphone so everybody can hear around the entire world because <laughs> Voice America is broadcast worldwide oh, dear. Yes.
3: okay.
1: Um, my son is suffering severe anxiety, and yes, I am too, and i am he's in the process of trying to find somebody to help him, but during that process I'm trying to be there for him. I'm suffering the anxiety, which I used to suffer when I was younger and not as much anymore. But it's just it's I mean it's just totally pulling me down and I know I'm not helping him. So I'm not sure how that applies for Reiki, but I wanted to pose the question. That's a great
2: question, Linda. Thank you.
3: Thank you. No, it is a great question. Um, so oftentimes when we have families and um, family members and loved ones that are suffering, it's not uncommon for the family member or the friend to take on the physical, emotional, mental symptoms. Um, and anxiety is something that is, I see so much of um, depression. I mean, it's it's very common in today's culture. We live in a stressful world. Um, so my compassion to you. Um, my sense is that when we're around people that are suffering, especially if we have empathic abilities, um, that we do take things on. Um, we want to take it on for them. We want to clear for them. And so, the way we would work that in a Reiki session would be to look at the energy, to see if the energies are intermingled between the two of you. Um, but really, just sitting with the energy. Reiki is very subtle and basic. So, I could get into a lot of overlabeling. Um, but what I would suggest is sitting with the energy. And how that energy feels when you're interacting with his anxiety um, so that we could work on balancing your experience um, so that if you are meant to be there in a supportive way, it could be more of a a compassionate distance for you. Um, And so it wouldn't be in any way abandoning him, abandoning his experience. But still, it would be balancing your own energy so that you can enjoy supporting him without being um, depleted by it in any way or triggered by any way, it's a struggle for everybody. Um, it doesn't happen overnight. Sometimes it does. You just, but it's it's common to be a process. And I honor that you're being there for him because it is it is a terrible um, thing to go through. Good thoughts to you. You're welcome. And Isabel,
2: as a Reiki master, how do you gauge the effectiveness of your treatments? I mean, what are some of the quantitative measures that you take or qualitative measures that you take with your clients so that you can gauge their effectiveness?
3: Of course. Um, You know, there's a big focus in the community now on, I don't like to use the word metrics so much, but outcomes, and those can be very difficult to measure, especially when it comes to energy work. But there are many practitioners like myself that are looking to document outcomes. So I actually chart my work. Usually, what I look for with clients this is a deeper satisfaction about life, a deeper reporting of self-awareness. So when they do report in, I'll usually write down little key phrases or sentences. Um, work is getting easier. My relationship is more tolerable. Um, I'm feeling more loving towards others. I just had a um, client that I've worked with for a while, and it was hilarious because ever since I've seen her, I never thought this about her. But she goes, "I actually like people now." And I said, "Well, oh. I said, well that's." I said, I, I didn't know I should be concerned when you walked in the door. Was there hatred towards latent anger towards me? Um, but she's so delightful. And when I saw her, I thought, what a lovely human being. And I worked with her. And she said, no, I really, I just didn't like people. So, um, so that is something. Reports like that are definitely, they, they definitely hit you hard in a good way. Um, but I do try to track like that. When I'm working with somebody with chronic pain, we always do a pain scale. So on a, a level of one to five, what's your pain? Um, and then over time, we track that to see. I see somebody in the audience waving, so definitely. Um, so sorry to hear you're in pain, but yes, yeah, so it's good to track over time, and I do think it is important to um, set up metrics again, I, I hate to use that word I like to say outcomes. Yes,
2: and Barb, did you have a question at, well, for yes. Isabel? Uh, me? You, you can okay. come on yeah. up and, well, knows. yeah I don't know if I'll phrase this correctly, but I guess what I'm wondering is. When you have chronic pain from arthritis, and right now there's a back issue, and we can't decide if it's hip, if it's back. I've done all of the mediations I can do in terms of chiropractic, physical therapy, all those physical things. How much might energy work, or what might I be doing within
3: myself still to hold back that healing? Sure, of course. Yeah. It's a great question, and I am I am sorry for your pain. Pain is just such an it's an awful thing to endure, um, and you see so much of it now, especially in the in the realm of chronic. Great question, um, and I just want to go back for a second. What I thought was interesting is, what am I doing to hold back? And so, in my belief, I don't believe you're doing anything. You're not creating it. You're not doing anything. And so, the way um, from a practitioner standpoint, and this is more my personal beliefs in Reiki. Is this as part of your experience? Um, And it's unfortunate that you're enduring it. Um, But I would say that from an energy perspective, the way we would work is looking at the energy to see if there's what we would call energetic inflammation. Um, Usually, as a practitioner, if you work from the way I can describe this over the radio, is from the outside of the body inwards towards the body. Um, A lot of times as a practitioner, you can feel if there's like a heat. um, It'll feel like, again, what I would call energetic inflammation. And what I would do is work to soothe that, most likely. Again, we're not working in this moment, so I would have to assess. Um, But a lot of times with that, as you get settled in with that energy of pain um, and you I want to say work through it gently, you'll see a mitigation. Now, again, as a practitioner, it comes through me, and I should clarify this. Reiki is not from me. I'm basically opening myself up as a conduit for energy to come through to serve you. Um, And so in that sense, I can never predict an outcome. Um, But I have seen, particularly with chronic pain, there have been some really great outcomes um, and especially when you're working with migraines and back, vertebrae things. The other important thing, just really quickly, is Reiki does not involve manipulation or any sort of massage or anything like that. It's light touch. So I might be even off your body, not touching your body, um, or I may have a light touch on your body with hands.
2: Did that help answer your question, Burm? Yes. Okay. And my question to you, Isabel, is um, how... How often does your level of intuition come in as part of the process of of using Reiki on a client?
3: Sure. Great question. Um so many great questions tonight. Uh, <laughs> um intuition has played a huge part for me in Reiki and I will be honest I was not comfortable with it. Um but when I went through uh, just my own spiritual practice and training, especially with the first gentleman I studied with, Masaru, um, I was surprised how supercharged my energy was. You know, my hands would be drawn to somebody's abdomen and I wasn't quite sure why. Um, Or I'd have a sense about, you know, maybe they're having some upper neck stuff going on and it would be on. So again, it's information that comes through and a lot of times people will just call it our sixth sense. So um, it's been integral to what I do and it really shocked me. Um, but it is intuition is a very big part and actually it's said that um, Sui Mikao, the founder of Reiki a lot of people will say that he practiced very intuitively and actually they teach in um, Reiki one through master level to trust your intuition go where you're guided
2: okay do we have any other questions we've got a few minutes before break any other audience questions as Gretchen is looking at her notes so diligently (laughs) She's got a whole list of questions. Yes. Do you want to come up, Gretchen, really quick before um, and ask your question? And we might have to break in, in, in the midst of it. So I was just wondering, as a client, is there anything specifically you can do as a
3: client to get the maximum benefits from Reiki And have you ever experienced anything off of a client that threw you? That was totally unexpected.
2: We're going to take the two-part question. We'll we'll answer the first part and then go to break. And then
3: when we come back, those are some great questions. Thank you. Um, That's, no, definitely. Um, Thank you, Gretchen. So as a client, what I really love seeing is that uh, there are Reiki positions for self-care, And there are a lot of resources out there about energy work. So the way I typically work with my clients and many practitioners as well is to give them resources where they can explore further. So anything you're doing for yourself, either at home or or if you feel comfortable in the workspace in a quiet moment, um, can really enhance your treatment. Everything in Reiki is... Again, the practitioner is a conduit, so it's really about what the client activates. So anything you can do to empower yourself or the practitioner can give you to empower yourself will only enhance your Reiki treatment further.
2: Okay, so we're going to take a quick break, um, and we'll be right back. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
1: Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with V. Mazzanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com.
2: Social media is important to your business, but you might not know how to do it right. Doing social media yourself can be a challenge. I have discovered a company that gets it done for you. They post seven times a week to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google+, and they can monitor reviews on over 45 sites at a price any business can afford. Get more information at GetSocialWithFee.com and get your free analysis to determine your company's social media effectiveness. Visit GetSocial with Fee, that's I.com, and find out more today because doing it wrong is worse than not doing it at all. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment channel. Voiceamericaempowerment.com.
1: Are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Mazzanke or her guest on the program today, please call one 346 9141 That's one 346 9141 Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment.
2: And we're back and we're talking with Isabel Andrews uh, about Reiki. And before the break, Gretchen, we have our live audience tonight. Thanks all of you for being here. Um, Gretchen had asked a question about uh, picking up any energy from clients if you 've had anything any experiences like that, so that, might throw her. that oh that might throw her, yes, so
3: uh, take it away isabel i 'm um, always in awe of clients; they come in with so many different gifts and experiences, so you never really know what you 're going to get when they come in and that 's part of the fun of the Reiki that really when we talked early on about the wonder. Um, there are some days you come in and you're just like, whoa, that was an amazing lesson. That was an amazing experience. And so as a practitioner, I don't look at anything as bad or good. Um, it's not like I'm walking around in waking life. I'm in my zone. I'm grounded. And so everything's just this beautiful lesson, which is really nice. I wish I could be there in waking life all the time. <laughs> but um, what has really, I think, thrown me sometimes is the profoundness of people's gifts that they come in with. Um, another thing that's really thrown me has been how much resilience people have, how amazing the human spirit is, how much we survive, how giving and pure of heart people can be without anybody even seeing it. Um, And I will say on a a humorous note, what's thrown me has been when your clients start to read you. So so you're working on them, and over time you try to keep very good boundaries, and you don't reveal a lot about yourself, and your client comes in and they go... You know I'm sensing something around your back area near the scapula, and how are you doing? And you just look at them like, "Oh my goodness, I was just in to see the chiropractor. So um, it's really fun to have those moments and you have to you know check in with yourself about boundaries and what do I say and not say, But I love seeing my clients use their gifts, and that does sometimes throw me so
2: and And on that note, the interesting thing as a leadership and life coach that I am, I, I've had really similar experiences. Like that, where you know people, be, you know people are. They come in and and they're so um, they're they're present and they're trusting and it's it's just such a beautiful thing when you have this level of trust and this exchange of energy with someone like Isabel. You know, you just there's there's a degree and a level of trusting in that that allows you to be open to be able to receive. Uh, whatever it is that you need, to be yeah, open to receiving whatever it is that you need. And so it's a wonderful, wonderful experience. And uh, one of the things that is fascinating for me, Isabel, uh, as I talk to you about Reiki, is that um, a lot of hospitals, including VA hospitals, Um, use Reiki. Can you speak to that with the audience about how this is really being integrated into hospitals and and how often you do that with uh, with, uh, people that have post-traumatic stress disorder?
3: Of course. Um, So it is wonderful to see Conventional medicine, bringing in uh, Reiki more. I I was just laughing because I did my own personal consult with a gastroenterologist, and he said, "Are you aware of the mind-body connection?" And he had no (laughs) idea what I did, and I said, "Yeah, I've heard that's a thing now, you know." And um, and he was delightful. He was lovely, and and so it was good to hear him talking about that without even knowing what I did and using that in my care. Um, But I do know, you know, right now I volunteer with a couple different projects. Um, One has been arranged by a wonderful lady out here, Heather McCutcheon, who I want to credit because she's arranged a bunch of different opportunities for Reiki practitioners, specifically in the Illinois area. And we are now volunteering as practitioners, Reiki practitioners over at Heinz VA, or excuse me, not Heinz VA, Jesse Brown VA. Um, And it's been a wonderful experience for us to work with veterans in general. And we actually work in um, the wellness center and we've been working um, with various issues um, on different floors as well, so we have been working with PTSD amongst many things. Um, a lot of us in life have trauma outside of the veterans, so it's it's great experience not only for civilians but also veterans as well. Um, and so, and we also are in different groups. Uh, there were some great activities going through the Reiki Share project. Um, arranged by Jane Vandeveld, and we were working with different medical students in the area, in the Chicagoland area. So it's really great to see the word getting out there.
2: I'm just curious, as you're out in in the real world, just kind of walking around, if you pick things up from that, or are you closed off to kind of reading people's energies?
3: I use various methods for distracting myself. (laughs) I don't really... I mean, I, I love... Um, the process, but when I'm in my zone with Reiki, I'm in my zone, and I'm protected, and I think I would feel quite vulnerable to be out in the world and and sensing energy, Um, and I also feel very strongly about respecting people's privacy. Um, Secondly, I would never claim to be completely that gifted, so so I don't want to be pretentious and saying, oh yes, I can read all energy, but I really, um, I have my own techniques for protection and distraction where I try not to um, really sense at that level. And so with Reiki, I try to go through a series of deep meditations that they do teach and also is in my own personal repertoire um, to just connect. Um, but if I connected in waking life at, at all times, I would be a completely different person. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> I would imagine that yeah. would be the case.
3: Do we have any other audience questions? Yes, Martha. <laughs> I love your show. Oh, I love
2: I listen all the time. I love it.
0: Thank you. You know what i my question is about layers. First, I'm thinking as a
2: client, uh, if you see something, maybe would it ever be not the right time to say it? And also, if you see something and can't say it later on, do those layers come off or, you know, as far as the client, I'm just wondering as time goes. Sure, That's a great
3: question. It is. And I think this is where we get into um, something they call an energy work in general, releasing outcomes. So it can never be completely up to me. Obviously, it's coming through. So the idea is that as things are supposed to manifest for you in a session, they will. So it's complete trust, which can be very scary and, and can be quite vulnerable, even for the practitioner, um, to just say, you know, there are, there are different things coming through. I'll often ask for guidance on what I should say and, and not say. Um, and you can also look for, obviously, physical cues, but I always trust my guidance, and um, this feels like the right time, this feels a little raw. And, you know, there will be times we're all human, so things might come up in session, and you can sense that it's a little triggering for the client. So I always try to check in, how are you feeling, does this feel comfortable for you? Um, energy, it, there's no real way of predicting what it's going to bring up for you. So the hope is, is that the layers manifest and things clear as they should, but we can never know, unfortunately.
2: Would you say, uh, Isabel, that the unpredictability of your day, your clients, working with people, I mean, you never know what is going to come up. Is that something that is really inspiring for you? So, because it changes, I mean, eat, with, with each person, with each session, it changes. So can you speak
3: to that? Yes, I love it. I'm, I'm always learning. I mean, I'm just so, uh, truly, and I'm not trying to be a Pollyanna about it, I'm so humbled by the work, and I'm so um, in awe of what people go through and what they survive and how they triumph. It is really such a beautiful way to look at the human spirit and the animal spirit, actually, when you see animals. I mean, it would, the people do work on um, all sorts of living things. So it really, it it is inspiring for me. It always keeps me on my toes. It always reminds me to stay out of the ego. We all have egos. They all come in and haunt us. But I like to acknowledge the ego and then let it go. And this work will definitely do that for you. It's, it's very humbling.
2: Do we have any other audience questions? Anyone else have any? Yes, you have to come on up.
3: <laughs> so just
2: really quick, being in the healing field. Um, so my the healing the the patient um, brings up a lot of energy in my body, um, which creates a lot of heat. So the, the heat is, is is enormous. You know, so when I go home at night, the only thing that calms it down is to be outside if it's cool enough, and then to take a cool bath and a cool shower. Is there anything I can do? In the, while I'm healing the patient, sure. you know, to uh, to balance that that energy, that heat. Sure. That's a great question.
3: And um, so, I love that you're in a healing profession and just aware of what's going on somatically with your body. So there will be people that will sense somatically, or sense intuitively, or um, sense through hands in general. And so there are several things you can do to release. Part of this might be that might just be your process. So I think that's important to check with. If it's uncomfortable for you, though, definitely asking through intention um, for some relief from the heat. If the heat is bothering you, which I get the sense of, is the heat uncomfortable? Yeah. yeah. It is uncomfortable. Okay. Okay, so if the heat's uncomfortable, um, what I would recommend if we were working together would be to really, with intentionality, ask that the heat be tolerable, that it give you the energy, give you the messages that it's meant to give you. Again, this could just be your process. So if this is your gift for sensing energy, can this please be mitigated, You know, giving it up to the universe, can this be mitigated so it's tolerable for me and that I can be of service to this person? Because I do think that heat is probably... There's information in there, you know, and there's energy running through you. So it is, some practitioners will get hot practicing, some will get cool. Same thing with clients. They may feel a sense of cool or heat coming from the practitioner or themselves. So typically, if I were in your situation caring for someone else, I would just say, okay, this may just be my process, regardless of what it is. This is energy somehow processing. Can it just be tolerable so I can get through and be of service?
2: So I'm curious about some of your significant experiences with clients and some of those, the the really impactful things that you have seen. If you can share with, uh, you know, transformational types of, of experiences with clients, if you can share some of those stories of transformation.
3: Sure. Um, I think really on the mental wellness front, that's been pretty profound for me to watch. People really battling depression and, again, anxiety and um, really triumphing over that. And it's hard with me protecting their confidentiality, obviously. Um, I did have one amazing client that, when I first met him, was diagnosed with um, stage four liver cancer. And he came in, and he had never tried Reiki before, and his wife was kind enough to refer him. And we went through that um, first session, you know, really just going through the basics of energetic anatomy. This is what you may or may not feel. And it was so cool. I keep in touch a lot with my clients. You know, they're always welcome to text or email, and I try to get back to them, and we exchange outcomes and that kind of thing. And so to see him report through his, not only his surgical experience with the cancer, but then also the chemo and all the treatments afterwards, um, to see him come through that and really to look at Reiki as a resource during his process. And I won't credit it. You know, I'm not going to credit it solely with his recovery. I mean, he did that. But he gave things up to the universe, and it was really amazing to see him come through it and to be so thankful for the Reiki method. I really loved that. Um, and now, I, I love it. Last we talked, it was his anniversary, one-year anniversary of being cancer-free, and I was just so overjoyed for him. So
2: That's got to be very, uh, just a, a rich and rewarding experience to have with with someone like that yeah Yeah. do we have any other questions from the audience you're all quiet quiet when we go into breaks everybody gets really loud and uh, loud and crazy here uh chris got has a question chris come on up
0: i'm just wondering if you can go through the process if someone has not experienced a reiki treatment what they would expect to go through They came to
3: see you? Of course. Every practitioner practices differently, but I do think it's important to give a visual. A lot of us are visual people, so we like to know what to come into. Um, I can speak to the general. With Reiki, there's typically you come in there's a brief conversation with a client. Um, typically, not always, there'll be a massage table or some sort of surface they can lie down on, um, although there is a version of, of Reiki, uh, chair Reiki, that you can do. You really can do Reiki in any position. Um, and there would be an initial assessment that would be done by the practitioner. Sometimes that will be through them um, doing light touch or maybe hands over, or sometimes they just do a more intuitive assessment of the energy field as they sense it, Um Typically, there's a check-in process where you check in with the client and say, this is what I'm experiencing. May I go forward and balance things? And then you would go through a series, the practitioner would go through a series of techniques that they would use to balance the energy. Again, those may be through hands, not always. Reiki doesn't always involve light touch. Um, It's really focused on intentionality by the practitioner and letting the energy and the universal life force flow through. So it can take many different forms, but I'd say a typical session, you will see hands being placed somewhere. Um, And typically, not always, clients are reclined on a a massage table. And then at the end of session, hopefully you have some check-in. We can talk about what you've experienced. I tend to practice a little differently in the sense that I do an intake. I do chart my sessions. So I like to disclose that that may or may not be different from other practitioners where we talk a little bit more at the beginning because I like to know what your needs are. I like to know what, what you're looking for in a session and we can set some mutual goals.
2: And as I mentioned before, if you have not experienced a Reiki treatment, um, I highly recommend just experiencing it for yourself so that you can see the benefits and the value. And uh, Isabel is a wonderful practitioner, so um, come back out to St. Charles and, and, uh, and have a treatment by Isabel because she really is truly amazing. We started off today talking about the boomerang effect, and we talked about the power of your prayers and your words and your intentions and your thoughts. And I just have to mention this before we close because we're wrapping things up for our, uh, our time together tonight. And, and that is um, I was having some trouble trying to find someone that was willing to run the sound here because it wasn't normal and typical sound people work for three or four hours at a time. And this was only a one hour time frame. So I I didn't really have anyone. So I want to let you know that I put a prayer out and said, I really need the sound person to step forth and I need it right away. And that person is sitting right here with Dave and Dave Purdy. yeah he uh he is an absolute angel that all, i I put that intention out there and um, got a text from his wife. I know uh, Dave and his wife from volleyball we our daughters play volleyball together, so all of a sudden she said, "I have someone, and dave's willing to do it for you so thank you he He has been tremendous, and so i I want to invite all of you to Uh, tap into the power of your own words, the power of your own intentions, the power of your own prayers because they really do work, but you have to trust. And you have to say under grace in a perfect way. Otherwise, you might have fireballs spewing at your house at midnight and the fire department might be coming in, you know. So So just remember, take that with you tonight, under grace, in a perfect way. This has really been an absolute delight. And thank you to Bev and Loretta and Amy for trusting, uh, trusting me and saying, hey, let's do this here and without having to do downward dogs in the studio while we're, <laughs> while we're talking on the radio. But thank you so much for opening up the spa for us. This has been an absolute delight. Those of you that drove uh, well over an hour to get here with some crazy driving, thank you for driving and and for coming and driving all the all the distance i really appreciate your participation thank you it's been wonderful isabel thank you i really appreciate it and we always wrap up the show honoring our troops the men and women who serve us to serve our freedom serve our country because i feel that they deserve recognition that they oftentimes don't get so thanks to all of our men and women who serve and To all of you and to our loyal listeners, thank you so much. I wish you all a very inspired week.
1: Thank you again for joining us this week on Direct Connect Empowerment. Fima Zanke will be back with another guest next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you then.